You've tuned into Tomcat Tales, the story of Ashland's legends from the gridiron, the court, the diamond, and beyond. It's a deep dive into Ashland Tomcat sports history. Now, here's your host, Mark Maynard. Well, welcome to another edition of Tomcat Tales. I have two really special guests here today. We've, for the past few weeks, we've been talking to Coach Herb Conley. And uh, today we have not only Coach Herb Conley, but we have Dick Fillmore. And they were teammates in 1958, seniors. And uh, believe it or not, folks, that was the last time the Tomcats went undefeated. They were 10-0-1. And uh, by, by their account and by many's account, the number one team in the state, they will, they will take that claim. We didn't have playoffs till the very next year, actually, Herb. That's, that's when that all started, was, was the next season. So I know you guys would have liked to have had the, the opportunity to, to play for a state championship. But uh, nonetheless, uh, what a season. Uh, Double-figure people in, that, that received scholarships, Division One scholarships. It was just an unbelievable football team. Rex Miller was was the head coach that year, and I think that was his maybe third season. I think as head coach of the Tomcats, and he went on to, of course, a great career. But this was his this was his season. This was his Jaws team or whatever. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, this was the one that counted. Uh, guys, welcome to welcome to Tomcat Tales. Dick, welcome, you. welcome to you. Thank you, sir. Appreciate being here. All right. Seeing you and Harry both. Yeah, it's great. It really is. Um, Back in those days, you guys had a little nickname. They called you Mr. Inside and Mr. Outside. Uh, and by no surprise heard, but you're the Mr. Inside guy. <laughs> uh, and, and Dick was the Mr. Outside. And, and, and I'll tell you a little bit about, let me tell you a little bit about both of them, of course. And uh, you all may not know this about Dick Fillmore. Of course, he, he was an uh, educator in West Virginia, a yes, uh, career educator at Barbersville. Barbersville, Milton, and then finally Campbell Middle High School. Okay, so he crossed the river and, and uh, went or went up the road and, and, and had a career there, and that's great. And, and we're, we appreciate educators, of course. Dick had a great season this year. He, he had rushed for 1,223 yards, and uh, guys, he averaged uh, 11 – Point four yards per carry. So he averaged a first down every time. Herb, what, what was that like playing with a guy that could run like that? Well, I'll tell you what, Dickie was such a great runner. And, uh, you know, we needed to give him the ball a little more than what we did and let, play, let him play a little more because we could have scored so many points. It would have been unreal. We would have been one of the highest-scoring teams that ever played it, actually. Well, you scored a 424, so well, that was no, pretty good. We, yeah, well, we, we took it. We had to take it. <laughs> uh, you know, Dickie and myself, we played many games and just play maybe a half. Yeah. And yeah. then if we played in the second half, we played maybe two plays or something, and they'd take us out and we'd be sit over and watch a ball game. I know the, the one stat that's really uh, amazing, too, Dick, in, in your 20 touchdowns, you averaged uh, – Forty-one point nine, which you know that that tells me a couple of things. One, one, you were getting some unbelievable blocking, Correct. but two, you were awful fast. Uh, can, can you can you talk about that and, and playing for this team? And well, like you said, Herbie was Mister Inside, and I like to take it to the outside. And uh, Herb believed then there was a straight line between A and B, and me, I thought there was all kinds of lines between A and B. To be honest with you. But anyway, yeah, uh, tremendous blockers. Uh, we had some uh, mostly senior seniors that year was a few juniors sprinkled in. Uh, and of course, anytime I followed number 27 on the corners or around there, I felt very good about it. Uh, the runs we had, uh, long runs we had, uh, I, yeah, I guarantee you the blocking was the essential thing. 
Coach Anson taught us hats things such as spins, limber legs, things like that, how to maneuver around. And after a while, I'll tell you a little story on Herbie, what he told me about doing that one time. But it was a very good blocking group. And of course, with Herbie and Joy Lehman, Kendall Bocart in that backfield, yeah. pretty safe. Yeah, yeah. What, uh, what, what'd you all run offensively, Herb? We run from a, a straight tee. Okay. And we, we ran mostly a little, like, we didn't option the ball, just turn either pitch to Dickey or hand it off to me. That, that was our offense. Mm -hmm. didn't, didn't, and I don't think we even had a counter. I don't, I don't remember a counter. No, no sir, how we heard. Straight ahead, just straight but, ahead. Well, right we on. had, our, our, our linemen were good, like Dickey said. They were tough. They'd come off the ball. They'd make, make big holes for you. So you, if you couldn't run at all, you could walk, walk through a lot of them and make some yardage. And that's, that's how good they were. And then Dickie would get on the outside, and, of course, he would, you know, he'd stutter step, and he'd spin, and he'd give him a limp leg, and he'd do all that, and he'd be gone. Yeah. The, the, uh, the year before you guys were four and six, you lost your first five games. I mean, it's kind of interesting that the next year, all of a sudden, you're a powerhouse. You know, you, you finished four and six as, as juniors, and, and you both had – you both had good seasons. Um, I think Herb. I think you rushed for nearly eight hundred, and and Dick. I think you rushed for nearly five hundred. Yes, so that, that, those were good seasons. And and I know the Tomcat schedules back then were were a lot tougher. You know, I mean, you guys Correct. were playing somebody great every week. But Correct. when did this? When did it come to the, the point where you thought this team's really going to be something? I tell you what, I, I really felt like in as our junior year, you know, we we had some talent, but we just wasn't ready to play. We didn't push ourselves, I don't think. I don't think we practiced as hard as we should have. But as the season got going, we kind of got together as a team and thought, hey, we better get going if we're ever going to be a great team. And we talked about this. We picked it up big time as our senior year. We, we made a pledge to each other that we're going to play hard, we're going to block, we're going to get the job done. That's what we did. Dick, uh, we've, yes. we've seen the um... – Intensity and coach Herb Conley. Yes, we've seen the the wrinkled nose that you didn't want to get. Yes, we've seen uh, we've seen all that. Uh, tell me about him in high school. Well, uh, as you know, Herb was our co-captain in the senior year. He and Joel Milliken. Uh, Joel was a very smart individual. Herbie loved football, knew football in and out. He was sort of an uncommon leader, meaning he didn't go out and just, and yell at us or anything like that, but you followed him. You followed Herbie because he was going to get the job done for you. We believed in him. Uh, uh, during uh, close games, you wanted ball, him to have the ball. You really did. Uh, straight dives, off tackle, you wanted Herbie to have that ball. Uh, in the game against um, uh, anybody, Ironton or anybody else we played, you felt secure because Herb was going to protect it, Herb was going to run it, and Herb was going to block. Now, that's not only in football. You know, Herbie and I grew up from about, we were about 10 years old when we started knowing each other at OU Elementary School. And Herb was a leader in basketball, had a smooth jump shot, smooth jump shot, <laughs> really did. Uh, and then we played baseball together. And then in high school and also uh, before high school. So Herb was a leader among all of us. And it was not something that he went out to do. It was just him. Mm -hmm. It was Herb Conley. So you probably weren't surprised he became a coach even. No. And, you know, ironically, our careers kind of corresponded to each other. Mm -hmm. uh, Herbie stayed in Ashland. I crossed the river, as you said. 
Uh, I coached for seven years, football, basketball, and baseball. Herbie coached his career. <laughs> he tried administration and didn't like that too well. <laughs> I know that. He told me, I don't like this stuff too well, Dick. He was principal at Putnam Middle yeah. School at that time. <laughs> right. Verity. Yeah, called Verity then. Verity. I'm sorry, George and Verity's yeah. Middle School. I, in turn, got the, uh, got the idea that uh, I need to go into administration, and I did. So I got away from coaching and went into the administrative area. Uh, he didn't like it. I kind of did. But he turned out to be one super coach. He really did. You know what? He was a great administrator, too. He'd never tell you. But yes. he, he brought discipline to, to Verity Middle School that they didn't have, that, yes. they, that they needed. Yes. That they feared him. And I'm not talking about just the students. I'm talking about the teachers, too. <laughs> uh, you know, they, uh, I've talked to so, several of them that, that uh, taught with him, you know, taught under him. And yes. they, they, were, they were always afraid to bring something in, in there that was not going to make him happy. Because he would let them have it like he'd let his players have it. But I heard that. Yeah, I heard but, that. But uh, and and I can see, you know, the the toughness, you know, as a football player, and that that trans. That's just who Herb is, and and always has been. Um, we're going to go through this season and this uh, this ten zero and one season, and I'll let you guys kind of, you know, run back some memories. I'll throw you some things out there that you might not have remembered. One thing about this team, you you didn't throw. Uh, Kendall Bocart through 35 passes he's your quarterback he ran he uh he ran for pretty good yardage he ran for almost 500 yards yeah. uh he's a big old guy i mean he is big now strong. you know so i'm sure he was a big and strong guy back then too one interesting thing though he completed 14 passes that was it 10 of them for touchdowns yes, how, how were defenses playing you guys were they as they say now jamming the box you know and putting everybody on the line they get up and play the run but then the, you know back then everybody played his own defense yes you know that's all. I don't ever really been remember man anyone talking about man to man. I don't think there was uh, any man to man. You know, hmm. uh, bump and run. Well, I never heard did, of that. Did stuff. you guys play both ways? Oh yeah. Yes, both of us did. He was a linebacker and I was a safety. Okay, that's what I would have guessed. Right. Uh, just just Dickie based on your. Get, he didn't get chance of getting into many tackles, did you? Because no, our linemen no. and I didn't either. Because our linemen did a good job. See? They, yeah. they, we were a tough defense. So here's here's a question: was, yes. was he better on defense or offense? Oh my, he was aggressive in either split yeah. in either. Play. I'll be honest with you, uh, he didn't give a he didn't give a foot. He attacked. Yeah. Uh, we waited in the safety to as a safety to make tackles. He didn't. He was going after you. So was he better at offense or defense? I'd have to do 50-50. He was good with both sides. <laughs> yeah. He really was. And like you said, Herb, I, you, you had some, some great some great defensive linemen who were the, actually the offensive linemen too, people like Bobby Lee. Uh, you Bobby know, one, Lee. One of the great Tomcats of all time probably, right? Yeah, we had, everybody, all of them. We were a good defensive football team. What was the score? How many did, did, uh, points yeah. scored against us? Um, uh, I've got that, but I, I'd have to add it up real quick. But you had – uh, three shutouts, and you had uh, three other games where you only allowed a, a touchdown. Yeah. So that's pretty good. Um, you opened the season against Catlicksburg, and that back in that time, uh, uh, that was an, a normal opener. Actually, you all played Catlicksburg a lot, played them every year. Yeah. And, in fact, the year before, they they stung Ashland. They yeah. beat you guys 26-14, and uh, I, I got pictures from that game of, of them celebrating in the – in the, in the old locker room, we talk about the old visitors' yeah. locker room. They were happy to be there this time because <laughs> they beat the Tomcats. And, in, in fact, that was the last time 
Calixburg did beat the Tomcats. But uh, off that team, Mark, that uh, Calixburg team, I think they had about six that year to go south at the University of Kentucky. Yeah, Bob, that was Bob, Bob Johnson. Johnson yeah. was, he was tough, Bob wasn't he? Very tough. Yeah, they had some good football players. and I think people forget that, that uh, Calixburg had six guys that went to, to Kentucky. UK. Yeah. Uh, was one of them Paul Sloan? Was he a – yeah, he was there, but I don't know if he was on that team or not. Okay. Yeah. Sloan that was on that. I'm not sure it, if that was that. But anyway, that, they, they were very good. So yes, I, were. I, I, I say upset. You know, who knows? Maybe not. They were probably a better team, to be honest. They were know, at that time. At, at that yeah. game. But the next year, they'd lost a lot of those guys. They lost, they, you know, you lose six guys like that, you're going to be hurting. And they certainly were. You guys um, beat them 51-6 to six, that, that game. And uh, the, we saw what this uh, rushing attack was going to be right away. Herb, you rushed for 131, and, and Dick, you rushed for 104. So 200-yard rushers right off the bat, you know. Uh, and that, in that game, uh, what was the score? 51-6. Okay. Uh, I was going to say that I think that's when uh, uh, Jumping Jim uh, Lee, Lee. They jumped over cars. Oh, yeah. What, was it Lee or Caldwell? Was, uh, no, I think it was Lee. No, it was Lee. Yeah. He's the one yeah, that jumped Caldwell. over two cars or yeah, something, right? Yeah, jumped over a car. Yeah, fully yeah. over a car, yeah. yeah. Jumped over a car. They had a picture of it. Oh, yeah. I had a big ride. That's <laughs> and we, that, that kind of fired us up. Oh, really? That was our first game, too, in our senior years. He might have scored, but I don't remember. No, I think that was, was the thing that kind was of Was it 51-6? Yeah. Okay. Somebody okay. scored, but who knows? He might have. I don't know. So that so you all heard about that all summer, right? I mean, they because I think it and I think it actually wasn't in the Ashland paper. It was in the Huntington paper, but they came down and and did a, a story about this guy that jumped a car uh, length. Uh, yep. I mean, what kind of athlete jumps a car length? Well, he played at uh, West Virginia. So he he was, he was uh, I mean that's unbelievable when you think about it. He was about six two, six three. Six, yes, and he had a kid. real. He was a fast. He, if he got open, he was a fast kid to catch. Yeah. But he didn't get open too so, much. <laughs> so so that's something people talk coaches talked about and all this and kind of got you guys uh, uh, riled up a little bit. Yeah, I had his picture in the paper jumping over cars. Yeah. And we wanted to make sure he didn't jump over any cars <laughs> <laughs> or any or any Tomcats <laughs> yeah, right. for that matter. So fifty-one to six, a great start to the season. You're one and zero. So okay, Stonewall Jackson is the next game, yeah. and it's at. Uh, it's in Charleston. It's at Stonewall, and that, yes. and, and you know what a tough place that that has always been for any team. But it, it has been tough for the Tomcats. They've they they've held their own pretty well against them over the years here. You know, looking back through the fifties. Uh, but you know, it's going to be a battle. You play them. There's, there's no doubt. You guys wore them out, thirty three to twelve. And her, you rushed for a hundred, and. Uh, you all turned Monty Campbell loose that game. He he caught three, three touchdown three passes touchdowns. Uh, for 107 yards. So yes. uh, my guess is that they were really up on that line of scrimmage trying to take away uh, you and Herb. Is that about right? And they did. But let me lay one thing on Monty Campbell. Yeah, he scored three that night. But one of the most spectacular catches I had ever seen was a ball was underthrown by Kendall. And her, or Monty was already past the defensive halfback, and he stopped and comes back, reaches over the defender, over his head, oh down, catches it, pulls it out of the guy's hands, and goes in for the touchdown. Are you kidding? So I never saw that happen like that, where the guy actually had it, but Monty came over his back and got it. Monty's a pretty big guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Monty about 6'3". Yeah, yeah. I mean, back then, that, that was a big guy, Yeah, for sure. He did a great job. did a great job that game. Interesting. He, he caught three touchdowns in that game. He had 13 receptions on the year um, yes. and was leading receiver. I mean, you know, you're talking about a team that had 19 total 
completions. So he had 13 of them. Uh, and eight of those went for touchdowns. Yes. So get the ball to Monty, and, and it was going to be six probably. Yeah, yeah. Yes, Monty could run, had good speed. Yeah, so anyway, you all win that game 33-12, and uh, you're 2-0 and now, and two pretty impressive victories. Uh, the next week, uh, poor little Pikeville comes to Putnam Stadium. And uh, it was bad news for Pikeville. Uh, and, you know, I, I look at Pikeville now. Pikeville, Pikeville might be – they beat Henry Clay the other day. They may beat anybody in the state well, now. I, yeah, I remember when that's been when I was coaching, Pikeville was strong. Yeah. Because they had all the cold people coming in. They, they got a lot of oh, – they yeah. got a lot of people down yeah, there. Yeah. And they got coal money. They got some of the best facilities in the state. Exactly. They, you know, they've they've really they've really grown up. Uh, at this time, they were no match for Ashland. I mean, I'm sure you all had four times the number of students. You know, I'm sure they. You know, they're about a Catholicsburg size yeah. at that time. Yeah. A team. Probably. And uh, and Dick, you you went nuts in that game. You had 174 yards rushing, and you scored four touchdowns. And uh, Randy Rice, uh, not not the Randy Rice from your era, and yeah. not Doc, none of his kids, yeah. just a different Randy yeah. Rice. Yeah. He had a couple of touchdowns and rushed for 113 in that game. I don't know where you were, Herb. You must have. I must feel asleep. You yeah. must have been blocking <laughs> or something. But anyway, you all beat them 62 to seven. So now, now people are probably starting to wonder how good this football, this Ashland team is. Were, were people in town excited about this team at that point? We started hearing some things. Uh, back to that game again. I think Herbie mentioned before that. You know, Coach Miller didn't like to run up scores very much. You didn't get to run the ball that many times a lot. And in that game against Pikeville, uh, I got to run it five times. Oh, my goodness. So I had, <laughs> four I had five carries. <laughs> four of them were touchdowns. Four of them were touchdowns. But then the second half, he set us out. You know, the first team set out, so we didn't hardly So you all might have scored 100 if he oh, yeah. or oh, could have yeah. anyway. We yeah. could have, but Rex didn't like to have scores run up. Yeah, well, maybe that's why you didn't like that, Herb. You learn from him. He liked to play. He liked to keep everybody happy and play the young kids, and oh, that's yeah. what you should do. Get some experience. Yeah, and, exactly. You know, and it's real important. Okay, so the next game, you know, one of your tougher games of the year, really, and uh, and uh, really the next two weeks, guys, you got uh, you got two tough opponents coming up. You got Hainton East, and then you got Ironton, and uh, both of them were on the road. Tough places to play. Both places are tough places to play. You know, this was going to be the litmus test as to how good this team really was, probably. Uh-huh. Probably with you all, too, because you all knew how good they were. Um, tell me a little bit about this. The Hankton East game ends in an 18-18 to tie. What, what do you remember about that game, Dick? I remember it was raining. It was a rain game. Always it rains in Huntington, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it did. It did, too. Uh, but they were a very tough ball club. Really was. But it rained. We missed three extra points by trying to kick him, and I never will forget Terry Collins was our kicker. And Terry just left or right or just didn't get them off. But I was the holder, mm. and I tried to tell him. I said, Terry, sometimes that's my fault, not yours, because the ball slipped. But he felt so bad that we didn't kick one point. But of course, Hunnick Neese was the same way. They probably felt bad. They didn't get one more point. Right. Um, uh, what's it, where was the game played at? Up there. I mean... Where it wasn't on, no, 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 wasn't on turf, it was on grass, right? It wasn't on turf, it was on grass. Yeah, it was on grass. so it was sloppy and... It was, it, I just remember it rained that night and it was hard holding on to the ball sometimes. Yeah. Uh, they had think... a kid named a Shorty Moss that Shorty went to West Virginia and was a heck of a ball player. 
came back and started coaching and Easton was on the plane crash and went down in 1970. Wow. I got to know Shorty pretty well after we had played him. Uh, when I was at Marshall and he would come home and I'd go to East and stuff like that. But anyway, we got to know each other. But Shorty was one of the leaders of that ball club that mm. year. Do you, do you remember how that game went? Did you all score last? Who scored last? Do you remember? I don't remember. I think early. we did. Did we? I think so. so I'm not uh, sure of that. I think, I think, I think so. I remember talking to Terry okay. in the past. Terry and, Collins? Uh-huh. And, sure. and, he, and, I, and you're, you're right. He was blaming himself a lot that – if he could have just kicked that one, one less extra point, one. you know, they, you ought to win. Well, that it game. wasn't his fault. Is it? I, no, it see, wasn't. I don't think we were really mentally ready to play that game. I know it was, it was rained, all that, but we just we, we were getting a little cocky. Mm-hmm. I yeah. really thought, don't you, Dickie? Sure. You, we really thought we was uh, Yeah, I mean, you, you'd scored 51, 33, and 62 and yeah, really had yeah, no see, problem. See, yeah, see, we thought yeah. we was getting be pretty good. And instead of and kids that age, you got to be – they told them, of course, Coach Miller stressed that too. But we kind of didn't listen to him, evidently. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you know, Herbie saying that right there, I can still remember coming in at halftime and whatever the score was, we were behind or it was tight or so. And Coach Miller really got on us because he was saying, and there goes that undefeated season you guys wanted. Oh, wow. And he really got to us. Yeah. I mean, to a lot of us. We didn't win it, but let, we didn't lose it. Let's pause and talk about Rex Miller a little bit because we really haven't talked that much about him yet. Um he was the co- He was your all's high school coach, you know, the, the three years you played. Yes. Uh, tell me a little bit about him, Herb, what, what kind of coach he was and, and how you looked up to him. Or... Well, I, yeah, I loved him. I, I, he was a kind of coach that would, uh, you know, he, he, he talked about you being a gentleman, but he wanted you to be tough and mean too. And he would, uh, he would, uh, he mentioned a lot of times about playing for, Pride. A lot talked about being have pride in your team and the way you play, and that and that was a big factor. I think that we started start after that game. We started seeing a little brightness uh, on ourselves. Hey, we need to get ourselves in gear and quit being so cocky. So him saying, "There goes your undefeated season." Yeah. I mean, were people already talking that way? Were uh, you guys thinking that it, way? Or well, we never openly probably said it. But we've come through, what, two or three games pretty well. Yeah. And we've come up against this East Ball Club that, yeah, they were pretty tough. Mm-hmm. With the rain also, and we wasn't scoring. They were, we were holding it. Right. But it was just not going our way. And Coach Miller really got on us at halftime. And, and you hadn't been in a close game. Correct. You know, and I think that, you know, sometimes you need to go through those kind of things. Correct. I, and I guess, you know, you look back at it and, and thank goodness you didn't lose. You did no. tie. So, and Herb, in that game, you rushed for 87, and uh, and uh, Dick Fillmore had rushed for 70 in that game. So really, you know, below your all's averages for sure, yeah. but still pretty good games. You know, 87 and 70 usually win the game for you. Yeah. You know, and uh, 18 points, you know, a lot of times with this defense would typically win the game, you know. Well, they were a good ball club. They but they're, were. they're tough. And then yeah, – uh, so They were the best – Team we had played at that point to that oh yeah by far and they challenged us and and they were more I'm sure more fired up and ready for the game than what we were because they were playing an undefeated team I don't know what their record was I agree. but uh, we we got a lot of ride ups our ride ups were getting big and, and uh, <laughs> starting to believe that yeah, stuff Dickie and I were getting a lot of press and you know those things go to your head if you don't watch it yeah yeah and I'm sure you learned that. Um, that lesson and, and took that with you into exactly, the coaching ranks. Exactly. You know, quit reading your press clippings, you know. And you've had teams that did that, of course, too. Because kids are kids and, you know, 14- to 18-year-olds are going to are gonna do that. The next week now you have uh, – you face Ironton. Gosh, what a – you know, 
always a great game with them. They, you know, and that that's kind of like the the tri-state championship game. Always, you know, yeah. I mean, it's like who's who's going to win this game? That's you know, it's bragging rights. It was it's a rivalry, you know, as intense as probably any Ashland has even today. You know, they they love to play each other. They love to beat each other. And uh, and I know Herb's Herb's teams that he coached, he beat Ironton uh, every time he played them, which uh, except one, right? Uh-huh. Uh, uh, I was in I was in seventy one. Yeah, on the seventy one team. That's a team I always yeah. felt like it could have won the state championship. Right, and that was a great Ironton team. Iron you know, great great football. So that game, you know, it's a slugfest, kind of like the Hank East game, mm-hmm. and back and forth. You both, you know probably struggled a little bit and you know both got some touchdowns different things and the score is 22 to, to 22 uh late in the game and uh this is probably the, the one of the most famous runs in in ashland history and i i, I, I don't say that uh, flippantly at all uh, because I, I don't know how much time was left how, how much a little over a minute, about a minute and 30, somewhere in that area. I don't even think it's that much, Dickie. I thought it was about a minute and 15, well, maybe, was, maybe less. Just a little, a little over a minute. minute. So, we didn't have much time. Of course, you're fresh. Right. You could got down there and scored four, four, four more times. <laughs> I'm scared. Yeah. So, so it, you know, it's it, it's headed for another tie is what it looks like. Yes. Because you're you're deep in iron territory. Oh. You're on the 14, your own territory, I'm sorry. You're on the 14-yard line, minute and, let's say even minute and change uh, to, to play. And uh, Rex Miller sends a play in, and, and and from from my from the account I got when I talked to one of you guys a long time ago, uh, every, of course everybody thought I was going he's going to throw it. He has to throw it, right? right. And right. and uh, all of a sudden he didn't. He right. they brought the play in and said uh, we're running it, and and even off tackle I think is it was yeah. So it was did, off tackle anyway, to to take cut, cut the suspense a little bit here. Uh, Dick Fillmore takes a handoff in that game, and he goes 86 yards down the sideline for a game-winning touchdown. And Ironton, no flags. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's really unusual. Isn't it? <laughs> no flags. He he uh, he. You hit that sideline where you, where you on the was it the home sideline you ran yeah. past? Uh, yeah, we were on the sideline next to the tank to the to the um, what do you call it? Uh, no, it was on Iron Side. Yeah, the big side. What the big side? Yeah, the, the, the amp, like the, yeah, the big covering. Cover. And uh, so you're running, yeah. And we uh, were going. So you ran past their sideline. I guess east, or, yeah. west yeah. to east. Is west to east, yeah. Say. Anyway, uh, yeah. Tell me about that play, Dick. Sure. Uh, just a little bit set up on. We had recovered a fumble by Ironton down there. Mm. They had fumbled the ball. So, so they were going in for the win. They were, and we recovered the ball. Timeout was taken. Herbie and all of us were gathered in a huddle. They kindled Bocart went to the sideline. And I'm sure, even though I can't remember the words, that I am sure that passes, what kind of passes, where we'll go and go to, you know, all this came up. Kendall comes back in, and we get in the huddle, and he calls this, the play was called 26 which was an off-tackle play. It was Herbie leading, and it surprised me. It surprised me, anyway, because I thought we were going to pass it. Anyway, the, the handoff came up. Uh, I came off-tackle. Monty and Bobby Lee had done a tremendous job clearing it out. Herb was in front of me. Herb took his man out down the sideline, but I get maybe two or three times somebody just bumped me or hit Didn't quite catch me. The last man was taken out by Warner Keynes, and uh, the film showed that the guy was just, his hands was over top of my back, 
and Warner got him. How did, that, yes. how, how did, how did he keep up with you? For Well, he was on the left side, and he came He had the angle, I guess. He had the angle. But what I want to tell you about that run was as I was going down the sideline, of course, I'd broken free from all the uh, activity, I happened to catch on my right side the coach of Ironton. The coach of Ironton was Charlie Couch. Charlie Couch became my coach at Marshall two years later, and, of course, ended up dying in the plane crash in 1970. But when I got to Marshall, I can't tell you how many times Coach Counts would say, you know, Dickie, I could have reached out and pulled you in. He said, I was that, I was that close, I could have pulled you. But I remember him taking that clipboard, putting it on his hip, and just kind of watching me going by him. Anyway, that was something I remember in my mind. That's good, that's good. But uh, what blocks, what a game, uh, everything just worked on that last play. Now, now Herb, I, you said we were, before we got on here, we were, we, we were kind of hashing some of this stuff out, and, and you, you call that the, the, maybe the greatest run in Tomcat history. I do, I do, and I think it was a great run. He, I don't think he was just bumped. I think he kind of had to spin a couple of times to yeah. get out. Break some tackles. Break some yeah. tackles. Yeah, that's, that's what I remember. He kind of been a little uh, modest here. When, when did when did you see he's gone? When did do you remember? Well, um, I, I mean, I, you're behind the play, obviously. Yeah, I'm back behind the play, and I see him going. I'm going to try to get up and get another block. <laughs> of course you are. To, and then as I turned around, I saw him twist and spin, and he broke a tackle. Then it looked to me like he broke another tackle to me. That's what I see: two tackles that he broke. Then he was gone. And I bet that place. I mean, oh, yeah. I can't even imagine how quiet it was on that Ironton side, but how loud it was, because I'm sure there were plenty of Tomcat fans. Oh, they were going nuts. Oh, and they may have all been on one side, because I don't remember when they put the, the visitors' bleachers That's in. possible. You know, because uh, that one side was big, you know. the. I remember the Ashland side was the only time my mom and dad saw me play in high school. Really? That was the only game, and they were both together at the Ironton game. Is that right? And that happened, yeah. I, didn't, wow. I remember that little incident. Isn't that time. something? Well, in that game, um, you scored twenty-two points of the of the twenty. You scored all but one touchdown yes, in that game, and you rushed for one hundred twenty-nine yards. Of course, eighty-six of them were, were one play, <laughs> so you were you ran for forty-three the rest of the night. Uh, but uh, you know what? What a great win! And uh, you know, you lose that game. You could have lost it. Obviously, they were going in for they could have maybe kicked a field goal or or whatever and won the game. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know, time running out. And do you remember who recovered the fumble? Any? No, don't. Just, I just remember that we covered the fumble. I want to say Bobby. No, I'm sure I'm not. I don't know if Bobby yeah. did or not did it. I have no idea. But somebody did, and and you got the ball back, and and uh, obviously, you, like you said, you only had maybe two, three plays at the most, three mm-hmm. plays at the most, and you know you're thinking, how are we going to make up 86 yards in three plays? You know, he could have sat on it too. Could have. I mean, really, you know, you're deep in that territory. You don't want a chance to fumble. Okay, we'll tie again. You know, that keeps us undefeated anyway. Well, you know, Coach Anson told me once at one of our reunions, he said he was up in the press box when this all happened, when the ball was fumbled, we got it, timeout was taken. He said, I came down that press box thinking, hey, 22, 22 is good. I'll take it. I'll take that score. Yeah. He said, I was thinking that the whole way. By the time I got over to where Coach Miller and our sideline, of course, the play was developing and you were gone. But he said, I was ready to take 22 off. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, like I say, it's a, it's a tie. It's not a loss. So, But anyway, ends up ends up a huge win, really, when you yes, when, in, the, in the scope of things. You know, 10-0-1 sounds a lot better than 9-0-2. Oh, oh, yes. I mean, it really does. You know, Dickie mentioned uh, Coach Hanson. Yeah. Coach Hanson was a great backfield coach. 
I learned as much or more football from him than any coach that I was, I was ever around as far as a backfield coach. Now, coach Kidd at Eastern was very good, and Blanton Collier was a good one. Yeah. Th- those two guys oh, I yeah. felt like I learned a lot from. But uh, Coach Hanson, he taught me, I thought, more about football than anybody. Well, he played in, in – VPI. Yeah. Uh, BMI. BMI. Yeah. I think it was called VPI at the time, wasn't it? Wasn't there well, – I don't know. Anyway, one of the two schools he was there, and he yeah. was quite a player. Yeah. yeah, and he was a really good player. Well, he did all that spinning, sidestepping, yes. and uh, with stiff arms, limp legs. And he yes. played. He played. I think he played against uh, Lombardi. Yeah, he he was with that. Uh, I don't know where. I mean, they played for West Point, or when? Uh, yeah, I believe. Yeah, and uh, I think so. Played, played against the. The wall of granite, or I forget what they call that, but anyway, they they played he played in that game. I just know that he was a when he graduated high school about nineteen forty nine. Yeah, late forties. And I had looked at yearbooks that he was good. Oh he yeah, was a good athlete. Oh, around the yeah, yeah, he good, was good, good person, good coach. Um, now, I, he, now I didn't think he was a real good basketball coach. No, <laughs> <laughs> neither did Ashley. You know, not yeah. To, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I told him too. The the the, yeah. the picket fence, or what they call it, the. Uh, Auburn uh, Shuffle. Yeah, the Auburn Shuffle. Auburn Shuffle. Auburn Shuffle. Because he, he, he was the predecessor to uh, to Bob Rock. Uh, uh, Bob LaVoy. Bob LaVoy. Or was it LaVoy yeah. first? Bob LaVoy started. Yeah, Bob LaVoy. Yes. What? And then in came Fred. Yeah, Fred. Yeah, right, right. And he took it from LaVoy. Then uh, Bob Wright came in after Right, that. yeah. He came after that. And yeah. we didn't have He him. came after Anson. Uh, yes, yeah. yeah, that's what yeah. I meant. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, because um, – uh, and I know I've, I've talked to uh, – the Dale Sexton and some of those guys who played, you know, played for for Bob, and he said they all hated that uh, oh, the yeah. Auburn Shuffle, you know, and I of course that. Bob Rod just turns them loose and they go, oh, they go yeah. crazy. I, yeah. I, I told you, and Bob Rod always said if he thought if he had us uh, that group that we were in, yeah, that was good. That, that, he it'd have been different. Won another state it'd have been different. But you Fred Anson, but Fred Anson certainly knew knew football and, yes, and knew did. how to how to coach it. So twenty eight twenty two 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 straight tough games, really, you know. But I, I, I would think Coach Miller's got your attention now. Uh, you know, you're still undefeated. Yes, sir. And uh, you're, you're going to go um, – you're playing Boone County at, at Putnam Stadium and a, a Northern Kentucky school, um, and you you all just destroyed them. After those two tough games, I guess you could probably beat about anybody. Uh, beat them 49 and nothing. And um, uh, Dick, you rushed for 121, and Bocard had a big game, 101 yards rushing, three touchdowns. So the running game gets going again, another yes. route, and, and you're all getting some confidence now, I would think. Yes, sir. Not we that are. you didn't have it before, but after beating Ironton, who, you know, was probably one of the better teams in Ohio, you oh, know, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, not just around here, but, you know, they always are. And and playing Hankston East close there to a tie, too. Well, Boone County, you know, they were pretty good-sized school. They oh, yeah. Down there around the, uh, northern Kentucky. Right. And they really have developed. Uh, oh, yeah, they're, they're huge now. Yeah. Um, the next week you're um, you're home again. You got a actually incredible little homestand here. You're home for like five straight games. Uh, but Huntington High, uh, Herb always loves playing, loves coaching against Huntington High. <laughs> he just could not get himself ready to play them for some reason. No, no, I was always ready to get the Fishers. <laughs> so uh, this game, though, Huntington High comes to Putnam Stadium. A tough game, you knew it would be because Huntington High and Huntington East are usually both. You know, they, they got athletes. They're both going to be good. Yes, sir. And they were this year, uh, but you guys handled them twenty-six to twelve. And another huge game from uh, Dick Fillmore, 190 yards and three touchdowns. So you 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 rattled off three long runs against them. I I would 
I would guess. I did, but I wanted to tell you, Herbie was talking about how Coach Anson taught us all these moves. Probably the best run I think I ever had was only about 11 yards in that Huntington High game. Just 11. But we had tried two downs in a row, and we hadn't gained anything. We needed 10 yards, and he we called that off-tackle play again, and I used everything in that arsenal. Every spin, <laughs> every limber leg, everything I could use and gained 11 yards, and we got a first down. Well, there you go. That, there, Fred Anson did it for me. And a big a big play in that game, oh, you're saying. Oh, big time. Yeah. I really appreciated that. Mm-hmm. The limber leg, tell, tell, tell listeners what kind of what we're talking about there. You, well, when you're running and you see a guy coming at you, you tackle, you know how a lot of times you'll try to run through him, let him ta- let him have that leg and and just let it go limp, right. and then you'll just roll right over top of him, see, and but you're then you're on one leg moving. <laughs> And you got to practice that. I guess. You know, and, and it's a good move. Yeah. Nicky had it down pat. Yeah. He had that in a spin, I think, about as good as anybody I've ever seen do it. Yeah. Well, you watch the pros now. Yeah. They all know how they to all do it. They, they hit the, as the kids say, they hit the X button on the on the PlayStation because that's when you hit the X button on the PlayStation, the guy spins. Yeah, you exactly. Know? And, exactly. And that's that is how they, you know, they, they teach it still, you know, so it's a good technique. I'm glad to see him doing it now. I didn't see so much years ago. But uh, I do see it in the pros. I see it in college now. Oh, yeah. The only guy I saw it back then, Dickie, when we were playing, is we did it. You did it. Yes, sir. But Jim Brown. Mm. Jim yeah. Brown was one of the greatest limp black guy I ever saw in my life. How about that? You know, he you think he's tackled and gone. The next thing he's he's gone he's before gone. touching he's like Dick. You and, know? and like Dick, the, the the spin move is just like spinning right before you get hit, right? Or right? Just before get, you get hit. It, yeah. Stutter. I say stutter step. It's not a, you fake one way and you roll the other. Yeah. And just rolling. Spin. Yeah. And in that eleven yard run, I think I the first time I'd ever used two spins in a row where I had to go right and I had to go left. It's just something in my mind yeah. that I still remember. I'd love to have a video of that. That would be good. So, but anyway, in a hard fought game, you guys win twenty six twelve. And uh, the next week, um, it's another home game, another great Putnam Stadium game. Lexington Lafayette comes to town, mm-hmm. and you know, like I say, I look at the schedule: Stonewall Jackson and. Uh, Hankton East and Ironton and Boone County, Hankton High, and now a Lexington team coming in. Pretty tough. Isn't it? Uh, yeah, that's a tough schedule. It really is. Uh, but, um, you know, you guys are, are rolling at this point, and you roll Lexington Lafayette 25 nothing, um, a shutout. And that is actually the second shutout. You shut out Boone County two weeks prior to this. So you went 25 nothing, and both you guys had great games 101 for, for Dick and Herb, you rest for 84. In that game, and, I, and I, I don't think I mentioned this earlier, Herb, you had a great season too. You had 926 yards rushing and uh, only carried 124 times, so you're averaging um, nearly about nine yards of carry. So you're almost a first down. He he got a first down every time he carried, but you're you're close. Uh, and that, those are little tougher yards inside, aren't they? You've got a lot of people hitting. <laughs> yeah, I, I always hit pretty quite a bit. <laughs> so anyway, a, a shout That's out. That's reason win. I can't walk now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A shutout win over Lafayette, twenty-five nothing. Blank the generals, um, and then another mountain team comes in, and that's Whitesburg. And maybe Whitesburg and Pikeville should have played because you all beat them sixty to seven. And uh, Herbie had one hundred and seventeen yards rushing, three touchdowns, and uh, Dick gains one hundred and one yards. So I think we're seeing a a pattern here. Uh, Fillmore and Connolly uh, really, you know, and obviously the stats bear that out. I want to tell you one thing about that game. I think is that's the game. 
I made a spin move in that. Oh, yeah? <laughs> you didn't run over him? No. I mean, uh, yeah. No, I was, I'll tell you what I did. I was uh, going down the field, and I broke loose. I, I was, everybody blocked. Was, and the guy was coming from the side. And he was coming to He's got the angle. He yeah. had the angle on me. So he, he's faster than I was. He's going to catch me. So I did, got down there, and I just I didn't hit nobody. I just stopped and spun around. <laughs> Next thing I know, I'm in the end zone. I said, hmm, that's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I did. I started doing that. If you remember, Nicky, I did. You know, nobody thought, thought I did spin, but I did. Up in, up inside, it's harder to spin up. Yeah, there. yeah. But I started spinning, and I'd get an extra four or five yards by spinning some. See if I run over, my, you know, turn my body. I said, if I do that outside, I can he spin. finally learned how to run the ball. Yeah. I'm going to pause here just to, and, th- and take us back a little bit to her, and I take and you too, Dick, back to your sophomore years. Um, it was a big deal to dress as a sophomore back then. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, just to be on the varsity roster. Yeah. Uh, and, and I know you, you, you've told me some stories about that. You're, you know, you're, would you not have socks or do you? Yeah, well, we story? had socks. That's the first time, you know, uh, we played in the, as the year went on, and it got colder. You didn't wear them until it got colder, and then you wore the long socks. Long socks. Well, First, first time they gave me the socks to wear, passed them out. And I asked the guys, I said, what's this for? He said, wear them. He said, it's cold weather. We start putting the socks on. I said, okay. Well, I put my socks on, pulled them up, got my pants on, everything. We started running around the field to come out. My socks coming down. I look at everybody else's socks. There's up standing up. And I'm, I've been embarrassed to death. And all my, both socks are laying down on my shoes. I about stumbled and everything else. We come back in a half to, um, before the game started. And uh, I think it was Newman. Uh, what was uh, he's a big in the uh, uh, service. Uh, I want to say Ronnie Newman, but I'm not positive. I, I forget. I forget he's uh, uh, Newman, but he come up and he said, "Herb, you got to tape your uh, uh, socks up." Ralph Newman. I said, Ralph. Ralph, okay. Newman. Ralph Newman. You're right, sir. I said, "How how do you tape them up?" I just well, he said, "Let me show you." So he pulled his. Uh, he pad up and got that. He said, "Pull your socks up there." And then he got a piece of tape. Got the manager and got a piece of tape off of him, wrapped it around, taped it on there for me. Pulled it back down. I go out play the whole ball game. Things never moved an inch. <laughs> I didn't tell Dickie then when they came the next year. I didn't tell any of the sophomores because I was the only one playing at the time. Right. I would come up the next year and I couldn't wait to winter come up. So. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, I, but I, most of them knew about it, but a lot of them didn't. And I, I'd wait to come and I'd go ahead and say, got to tape that up. <laughs> I never have forgot that. Okay, I wanted to get that story in because I, I, I remember him telling me. And you, you played a lot as a sophomore, actually, didn't you? Well, I started on offense and defense. But first, I started on defense. Mm-hmm. Bob Singh put me in. Mm-hmm. And I started at that. And then that, after the. Then Donnie Wilman got kicked out about. Uh, the game about four or five games later, and then I started for the rest of that time on both ways. Mm. Uh, yeah, and that that was very rare, very rare. In, in that time because you know you you had plenty of players and it was just you know now we got we see freshmen who even play and, well, and yeah, do well. Yeah, you know, played great and 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 do well, but not not back then. Different time. So sixty to seven over um, over poor poor Whitesburg <laughs> and. Uh, the next game is uh, another home game, and it's going to be your last uh, game at Putnam Stadium, actually, and it's Point Pleasant, West Virginia. 
And uh, another big win for the Tomcats, 38 to nothing. So your last three ball games, you outscored people uh, 123 to seven. And uh, Herb rushed for 103, scored two touchdowns. Dick, you rushed for 89 in that game, and, and you win 38 nothing over over Point Pleasant. And uh, good uh, win. In that game, Point Pleasant came down to see us, and if they had beat us, they were in the playoffs in West Virginia. Is that right? They came in that tough and that hard nosed. They were going to be national and be in the playoffs in West Virginia. We beat them. What did you say? Thirty eight. Yeah, thirty eight. Not, not even close. Then I was talking to a few of the players after the game. We were just on the field. I said, "Well, sorry you couldn't. Sorry you couldn't make the playoffs in West Virginia and all that kind of stuff." And I really meant it. I wasn't being sarcastic. Wouldn't be the smart really. And he said, "This I never will forget this one player making a comment to me. He said, well, you all are the best ball club we faced all year. Wow. And I don't know who they'd faced, but they probably good going people. Playoffs. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Quite pleasant. That's interesting. Um, I don't know where Rex came up with that schedule, but man, it it wasn't. Uh, it, it was. I mean, people come from everywhere. So tell me about the Rec Bowl and how that came about. That wasn't scheduled, right? I mean, you had to. They tried to pit like two of the best teams from the East at least every year. Uh, I, I tell you what I, I heard. I don't know if this is true or not, um, but they said it sent a little flagey. Uh, was undefeated. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to play us. Mm-hmm. And Coach Miller didn't want to play. Oh, really? That, that's, I don't know if that's true or not, but that's a, that was a word. But um, how we got in the, with Richmond, uh, Madison, they, they, down that area, that's where the uh, at Montgomery County is where mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Term, uh, the game started. And so they selected us to come down and play Richmond Madison. Yeah. Yeah. Richmond, yeah. Richmond uh, model. Model. Uh, in Madison. In Madison County, there, yeah, yeah, uh, uh, the that was the that was the university's school. Actually, I think they or training yeah, school. Yeah, yeah, it was a training school yeah, for the university. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, uh, a legit yeah. high school, and they were they were supposed to be pretty good. Yeah, they were. Jerry Woolen, yeah, Jerry Woolen, yeah, very good, very good quarterback. Good Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, so that was kind of an add-on game at that mm-hmm. time. They okay, you all finished nine zero and one regular season. So they said. Okay, Ashlyn, you know, come on up to the rec bowl. Now it's like a now it's always the That's first, first time I'd ever heard of it. Have you, did you, did you I had never heard of it, but once we had you talking about Jerry Woolen, that name became very synonymous with Richmond because oh, he yeah. was supposed to be so good. And I think he had already signed with Kentucky at that time. Yeah. Of course, Herbie after the season with he signed with Kentucky, and right. we went down for the All Star game when Herbie and I played in the East West All Star game in August. We got to know Jerry. And Jerry, pretty good guy. Yeah, he's a good guy. And Herbie and he went went to Kentucky together, and became very good friends while he was down there. Hmm, interesting. So Richmond model, um, you know, really it was a it was another no contest game in Mount Sterling. Uh, you guys win thirty four to thirteen. Kendall Bocard rushed for one hundred and seven, and uh, and. Uh, Joey, Joey Lehman had yes. uh, 88 yards and scored three touchdowns. I know he did. He, he, uh, he uh, rushed you all. He, uh, he was the right half back then. By that time, yeah. he had been put into right half on the other side of her. Well, Joey had played. He had already been started at an end. Yes. He didn't like in. He came to me and said, I, I know I can beat out. Uh, uh, no, he's a guard. I tell you, he was a guard. He said, I know I can beat out so-and-so at, at the end position. I said, well, if you think you can beat him out, tell coach, and you go on one-on-one and see if you can win. He did. He became yeah. the, the starter. 
Then he came up and said he could beat the other halfback who was playing that. Was it Rice at that point? Or? Randy, Randy, yeah, Randy. He came, yeah, Randy. Randy he, Rice. He'd come in and said, I can, I can beat Randy Rice out up at, at the, uh, the halfback. I said, we'll go tell Coach Miller again. You've done it before. <laughs> he goes tell Coach oh. Miller. <laughs> he gets it this hard and then he play, started. I think that might be the first game he started, wasn't it? Well, it was one of the first few ones he started. But in right halfback, they had shut me down. Huh. Madison just shut me down on my side. His side over. Well, I opened up for her or for um, yeah. Joy. Joy was wide open. Oh yeah, Joy was down. He didn't even have to game. dodge or nothing, did he? Yeah, he didn't have to worry there. about the, the limp leg there, did he? And Herbie had a great game too, though. Great uh, game. And uh, Joey. He rushed for 459 yards on the season. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah, it was a pretty good season, seven yes, touchdowns. Sir. So, he, he he had a good season for and sure. Joey was tough. I, I, I knew he wherever position. I said, don't go ahead, come after my job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was going to take over after everybody's job. Yeah. So, that, that finishes a 10-0-1 season. Uh, what, was, there, was there talk then? Uh, undefeated and all that. Did you all – you know, the, the last undefeated team before this was 1942. So, it had been – it's been a long time. I don't think after we won it, and I ever heard a thing about it. I don't think I did either. Heard <laughs> you know, no parades, no nothing. No, no, it's such a big thing for us. And then after the season, I never heard anything. It's basketball season, right? It was basketball, yeah. <laughs> but that's why usually back then, you know, you went from one to the other. Yeah, that's correct. And uh, so you didn't have enough time to to think about it, to think about it, or, or, or celebrate, to, to celebrate, or, or yeah. You know. It was you end on a Saturday or a Friday, and you start on Monday, yeah. and you started practice at that next one, right? Uh, I, it's probably grown bigger since that time, and simply because nobody else has done it yes, sir. since then. Oh, you know, yeah. No other Tomcat team has done it, and we've had two that were really, really, really close, sure. uh, 14 and one with Herb's Jaws team in 1975, and then 1990, that team lost to Greenup and probably shouldn't have. Yeah. That, that could have easily been an undefeated yeah, exactly. season. Exactly, you know? exactly. You know, and I think at least your all's lost. There was they they were better. They yeah. just had more people. You know, yeah. but but two. You know, uh, it, it's just talk about how tough it is to go undefeated anytime. And maybe maybe tougher now, just because there's more there's more pressure on it. You know, well you can you can play an awful lot more players now. If you can get a uh, you know high school and or college, your substitution rule is very flexible, very open. Right. You know, when Herbie and I were going through. Starting in college, I remember when I was at Marshall playing, you could only send one player in for a substitute each down except for the fourth down, which you could mm. do three at that time. But anyway, substitution rule made it easier to get more players involved, special teams, I offensive. See. And you can put in as many as you want to. I think now with as many of those situations are existing, uh, you know, it's just harder than heck to be an undefeated situation anymore. Yeah, it is. I, I mean, I, you know, we 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 had a basketball team here mm-hmm. last year that yes, you know, went thirty three and zero. Uh, you know, didn't get to play in the state tournament or anything. But and you think, I think it's even tougher in basketball. You play more games for oh, one, yes. and yep. just the just the nature of basketball. I agree. Uh, you know, and and the the facts bear it out. The last undefeated basketball team at Ashton was nineteen twenty eight. Mm-hmm. So it had been almost a hundred years wow. between wow. between undefeated teams, you know. In well, they basketball. play more games, or more susceptible to get uh, right. Yeah, you're 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 gonna you're gonna stub your toe somewhere, and if anything, you'll you'll stub your toe against Huntington East a little. Uh, as Herb, as you were saying, maybe weren't as ready as you as you needed to we be. Been. But also, as you know, as a coach, 
there's always going to be those games. Oh, yeah. And, you know, sometimes you're lucky and you win anyway. Yep. You know, and sometimes you're not so lucky. No. Yep. You know, but it's – and I don't care who it is. I don't care what team you're going to – there's – you know, it's a long season. You're going to have a letdown. You're going to have overconfidence. You're going to have – You always have to have some kind of break to be a winner. That's, that's true. And any – any level. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta have a you gotta have a little luck on your side. Um, you all didn't need a whole lot of luck though. You had uh, we had Mister Inside, Mister Outside, so we didn't have to worry too much about it. You know, that was something that come big. I, you know, we never thought of anything like that, did we? We never. Honestly, we didn't until it got. I tell you what caught my eye: newspaper article, the four aces. Yeah. Whoever put that in there, and I never even thought about that. Stuff. You ever hear that? Huh. Well, the four they had aces. A, they had a picture of us of the backfield. Yeah. That was me, you, and uh, Kendall, Kendall, and uh, Joey. Joey, Joey Lane called us the four aces. Is that right? Yeah, correct. Uh, that's so. And uh, who put, who that. put the inside outside name on you? Was it the newspaper there too? Maybe in the uh, out of the hill. Uh, oh, John McGill. John McGill. Yeah, John McGill. Yeah, he was. I'd say so. He was. He was kind of a Barnum and Bailey kind of guy. He, yeah, John uh, McGill. He may have been the one. He gave us big write-ups. Yeah, John you McGill. Know, you know, a lot of people asked him. I, I liked him. I thought he did. Oh, yeah. oh, it was a great job. He, he, he made Dick and I what we were as far as like you made me. You know, <laughs> you, know you, you gotta have somebody pick you up and yeah. and make you bet a little better than what you are. Yeah, keep, you know, keep your McGill, name out there. Yeah, man. John and you and John McGill. I had to play for that. <laughs> But let's talk about some of these linemen. We, we've, we've said the linemen, and we've talked about Bobby Lee a little bit. Uh, who, who were some of the others that, that were? Well, the, Big Warner. Big uh, Warner. Yeah, we Big talked Warner, to him a little bit. He's the one that maybe had, had us to get an undefeated season on the big block yes. he made for Dickey. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, you had, uh, we had Steve McGee at the center position. and did a great job. Uh, went to Kentucky, signed at Kentucky. And then our left guard was Joel Milligan. Right. Joel was a uh, captain. Co-captain of the team, okay. smart, uh, tough, quick guy. He and went other, uh, Another tackle was uh, uh, Warren King, Bobby Lee. Uh, Bobby Lee, and uh, both both hands was one was Monty Campbell, and another was uh, 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 Denny Skeens. So you all run double tight end all the time, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah just everything yeah, tight. We, and we never team. split nobody out. Yeah. <laughs> flanker, we just lined up and come at you. Yeah, that's your kind of football, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and then the other thing about when you had a guy like Dick, you see, all you had to do is get him to the corner. And he's gone, yeah. Well, he's going to get 60, 70 yards of score. Yeah. 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 Uh, a, lot of, a lot of long runs. A lot of, I, I'm sure that was just a, a, an exciting team to cover. You know, your speed and his power. And, you know, uh, Bocard was pretty strong runner, oh, too. Oh, yeah, he yes. was real strong. You know. Uh, and Joey. Joey. And Joey was Joey a good runner. Joey was a good runner. You know, he. And Randy Ross wasn't bad. He, I mean, no, Randy yeah. was a good runner. You know, uh. Mark, also a couple of boys we lost in our three years, and it were probably if they we had had them, and I'm going to mention their names to you because I don't know where they would have played. But David McGuire was mm-hmm. a boy we lost at the end of our junior year, went to Florida, hmm. first team all state football, basketball, first team. Wow. He went and in one year did that. The other one was Jerry Nobles. Uh-huh. Nobles was our starting center as a sophomore and moved to Hattiesburg, Mississippi. You had those two boys back. I don't know where Denny and Monty, or I don't know how it, it would all worked. Yeah, we lost those two guys, and they were really good wow. ones. Wow. Well, we picked up one boy. That he played go up there in Marshall with you, didn't he? Larry King. Larry King. Larry King was a yeah. kicker. Big. He was. I, it was Larry King on there. How big was he? He was an all kickoff man. One ninety five. One ninety five. You know, I, I, I don't think I've mentioned this 
since we've done this, I talked to you all before. There was only one player, at, and he was and Warner Canes. He was two hundred pounds. That was the biggest guy you had, according to the roster here. You know, I know that can can be different. You had two or three right at that. Uh-huh. Bob Lee and him were you know were both two hundred. But I guess kids weren't gargantuan like they are now. Yeah. I mean, you would if you put this line, this size line up there now, people would be like, oh my goodness, they're little. Oh they're yeah, they agree. Matter of fact, they'd line up and come right at us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They might be sorry, but yeah. her would know that better than me. Yeah, that's uh, true. But I, but I got a feeling that that was two hundred pounds of muscle those guys had too. They're, you know, I see these kids now. You know, there's 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 some big kids, but they're not two hundred and sixty pounds of muscle. Well, but think about now, Mark. It, 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 our team, we didn't lift weights back right. then. Yeah. I I lift weights. Right. I started about uh, sophomore year. I'd slip down the line. Coach Miller told me one time he'd go and put me at a lineman to find. Keep bulking kept, up. Yeah, kept getting bigger. And I thought, well. Don't want to do that. <laughs> don't want to go to the line. But, um, That's true. We just did not have a weight program. No. Even but nobody did, right? I mean, no, no one just had Nobody it. did. No. You just played. And, you we, know. Went from one sport to another, to another, to another. So, if you played multiple sports. Yeah. So, so was. Um, yeah, that time to lift, you know. You didn't correct. really have time to lift. Your practices. Were they tough? Was he a tough practice coach? Coach Miller? Yeah. I think I thought we did a lot of running. And uh, we didn't run a lot of sprints, but uh, we ran some. But uh, we, were, we ran plays. Scrimmage we, a little uh, bit. Scrimmage a little bit, not much. We didn't That's scrimmage. We didn't I scrimmage. didn't think it was out of abnormal or anything, no. to be honest with you, that way. Hey, we didn't scrimmage like, see, I, when I was coaching, I, we, we scrimmage every Tuesday, we scrimmage every Wednesday. Yeah. Not, not real long, I wanted to get hitting in every week, and then yeah, go about to, 15, 20 minutes, harder we could. Get used to being hit. Get used to staying, used to getting hit, and going to get so sore, you know, play on Friday night, and it'd be sore, and I would be, when I played, be sore, you know. I, yeah, I've seen different coaches have the philosophy of they don't hit through the week, you know, yes. and... Because they're they're trying to protect from injuries yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I think Ivan did that a lot. He you know he just worked on Ivan McGlone. He yeah. worked on technique. He worked on uh, Russell. Yeah, he, you know he worked on all the plays and you know they had their they ran about six plays and they ran them perfect. Yeah, I mean you know because uh, they put a lot of time in in with that. So a lot of coaches had different philosophies. He was very successful at Russell. Wasn't oh yeah, two Ivan state championships. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I remember him very well. He's from West Virginia. Yeah, he West Virginia. he's a Wayne boy. Yes, Went Vincent. I think he went to Vincent. He went to Huntington Vincent. Yeah. From Huntington Vincent, I'm sorry. But yeah. yes, he was very well known up in that area too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's a great guy. He he actually his first game as a head coach at Russell was against this guy. Oh, 1976 really? and, they, and they and Herb shut him out 28 nothing that first game. Poor old Ivan. So, uh, but anyway, um, what a what a great year it was. Uh, I, I, another name that just couple two names jumped out at me here, managers. One of them was Harold Sargent. One of the one of Ashton's all time Harold Sargent. Harold Sargent was the manager. Is that right? And so was Gordon Staten. Gordon. Gordon. Yeah, yeah, they were two of the managers on this I team. Gordon. Of course, his dad was a uh, had something to do with the. Oh yeah, his dad was the park manager. Yeah. He was, this guy ended up being the park guy too. Oh, did he? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Gordon was. Uh, they lived in the roundhouse. You yeah, know, lived, yeah, lived yeah. down there in that house. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, yeah, two two names of of Ashland history for sure. Uh, Harold Sargent. One of Ashton's greatest basketball oh, players yeah, and a, athletes, really. Yeah, super shooter, great baseball player. Good passer. Great baseball player, too. Good baseball and basketball. And as a sophomore, I remember, I remember that group, and we didn't know they were going to be that good. To be honest with you, we didn't know as seniors that those sophomores right. were going to come out. And they just, when Bob Wright became uh-huh. the basketball coach, it's just like they exploded. Yeah. 
and of course the seniors they just ripped off almost everybody oh yeah yeah and uh really even as juniors they were that was a great team they won the You're region correct. you know so. when i was, when I was uh, playing that as a freshman in kentucky you know after football season i came home one weekend and they was doing something down in the gym uh, coach wright was down there and uh, we bumped in again. he said hey how you doing that's fine and uh, I said, Coach, I was sure wish we could play for you. And he said, You know, I wish wish I would have been able to coach you, get that team you all played. You all had some athletes, yes. Yeah. Yes. He said, I wish could have could have coached him. Said, I think I could have done the same thing. Yeah. Well, I, I I can't I can't let you all go without talking a little bit about baseball. Of course, um, you're both uh, members of the uh, CP1 Hall of Fame in baseball. And uh, yes, sir. You know, I know. You're both probably better known for your football exploits, I would think. Uh, in Ashland, I'm talking about and Mr. Inside, Mr. Out. That from this season, really, from the '58 season, uh, and Herb, of course, from his coaching career. And you know, it's more football. I think people think more football. You know, with with him especially, mm-hmm. maybe not as much you, but with him for sure. Sure. But he was a pretty good baseball player too. And, yes, sir. Uh, uh, let's talk a little baseball. Well, Herbie played third base and pitched. And we started playing baseball together young. We had a SP3 of us playing. Man. And, uh, and we'd play, and you hit the ball, and you had to run the first, didn't you? You had to run the first. Yeah. And if you hit a certain part of Oakview building, you get a double or a <laughs> home right. run. And uh, we had to fix that. And we'd go over and play baseball all the time, and we didn't throw hard, but we, because you had no catcher. Yeah. With, uh, kind of zeroed in there. Yeah, yeah. You, so you could hit the ball. Right. But you ought to seen Herbie hit a ping pong ball. Oh, really? Now, we used to play ping pong baseball. I had brought this up a few times over at his house in the street, over at my house in the street. We'd mark it up, and we'd play. He would be Cincinnati, I'd be maybe the Yankees, or vice versa, and we'd bat left and right. We'd had a bat about the size of the ones they'd give in Cincinnati. Yeah. <laughs> we'd tape it so it wouldn't crack the ball. Oh, yeah. Well, anyway, throwing a ping pong ball, you know, that's only – very, very little. Yeah. But you could take that ping pong ball. They could do anything, right? You could do anything. You could curve it, hook it, you could drop it. Yeah. And I'd be a son of a gun. I couldn't beat him. <laughs> but I'd throw curves and drops and fastball. But we would play this ping pong baseball for hours. Hours in uh, our streets. Think what think that's what, what that did for you when you saw a big baseball though. <laughs> yeah, I know. But we did do that. I tell you we did I don't think many we made many errors, do you? I, don't, yeah. I mean, we may have, but I can't remember many of them. Well, as a sophomore, we were very. You played blessed. short, right? I did. Yeah, so you all were the left side of the. Yes, sir. Of the infield. He yeah. was the third baseman. I was shortstop. Larry Castle was a pitcher. And then we would rotate. Yeah, yeah Larry, if he wasn't pitching, he'd play first. That's correct. That's I'm sorry. That is correct. Yeah. Good ball club. Good, a lot of good members. David Patton was among yeah. the, the guys we had. Uh, Rom Hurst, uh, Gerald Roberts, uh, Jimmy Murphy, oh, Jackie yeah. Pope. Yeah. Of course, you mentioned Patton and Castle. Both they're both uh, CP1 Hall of Famers Correct. as well. So four guys. And Gary Wright. And Gary, Gary. yeah. So five uh, five guys from that group. Yeah. You know, or all right. Well, I enjoyed I enjoyed that baseball. Well, we had A. Jeff Dixon was with us. A. Jeff. Oh yeah, Jeff. he was on there yeah. too. Oh, wow, Correct, that sir. that whole group is well represented. Yes, sir. But. Uh, what, how far did y'all go in the re- Did you win the region or? A junior. And as a junior, we won the region and went to Kentucky, went down to Kentucky um, and played Owensboro. Who won it? And Owensboro beat us 7 to 5 or 7 to 4. But they won it that year, did The one time we went to the state. That's yeah. the one time we went to the state. Yeah. Now, well. the next year, ironically, we played Louisa in the first game of the district. And Louisa had a little left hander. 
just left hand. All he did was throw it in there, but he had blood on the ball. He got his fingernail, and he had blood on the ball, and they let the blood, the blood, the ball to be thrown, and we couldn't hit that ball to save our life that day. We could, they beat us one to nothing. Oh wow! Is that the game that I uh, made the bad uh, choice? No, that that was. They're different. No, that's not the same one. No. no. Oh, you, they, you and David Patton. You yeah, mean, he wanted me to throw a fastball. This was, we we were been winning the game. Yeah. I think that game was one to nothing, wasn't it? I might have been. Yeah. But I remember that. And uh, he, uh, or we, if we had won that game, we went to the state. Uh, correct. And, correct. Uh, so I, I, I shoot them off because that's all I ever threw is a fastball. I never threw a curveball the whole time I pitched. <laughs> so I shook him off. He goes. And he gave it again on it. <laughs> so he called timeout. He came out and he said, what do you mean? You got, oh, you haven't thrown a curveball or anything. Oh, yeah, that's all you got if you got one. I, don't know. <laughs> I said, I'm throwing a curveball. He said, no, I'm checking in. I don't know whatever happened, but he got in. I tried to throw a curveball and hit the batter. Hit the batter. The bases loaded, they win. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, yeah, and he never threw a curveball. He threw straight fastballs. Yeah. <laughs> So I thought, that was your last curveball. It was the first one and the last one. <laughs> and you all played basketball as well, right? We yeah. did. Started in junior high school. Or, sorry, elementary. Yeah. Fifth grade. Yeah. And won some championships in the fifth and sixth. And, we were national yeah. champions. Uh, not the regional champions. Regional champs. And then in junior high school at Putnam, we won that, we won that championship. Yeah. And played as, so- as sophomores. Herbie and Larry Castle and I were very blessed to be on the varsity team. Okay. Yeah. We got selected by Lavoie, Coach Lavoie. Right. So we were on the varsity, but we really didn't play a lot. Yeah. You know that was a senior ball club that year. Yeah, they were. That was a pretty uh, good team. That was that Howard. Very yeah, good team. Yeah. Howard Humphreys yeah. was a senior that year. Howard was a senior. I did start one game. Did you? You remember okay. when, when uh, uh, now, was Coach? Uh, uh, that's uh, Rick Sane's dad. Bob. Bob. Bob, Bob Coach Sane. He was. He uh, Lavoie was sick. Took oh. us to Clark County. Okay. Well, you never go down to I remember start. going to Clark County. I start. Yeah, I think I started. See, Herb got into a lot of startings. Yeah, he did. He did. Versus the rest so of us. I started. But I wouldn't have been there if for Bob Sane. Now, that, the, you know, one of the stories I've heard about Bob Lavoie, of course, he was like six foot oh, eight oh, or nine or something. Correct. Yeah. And uh, they said the game, I don't know if you were on the team then or not, probably were when uh, you played Car Creek. And, uh, and when... Uh, We've got little guard, George Carroll. Oh, George. Uh, no, that was the year before us. Okay, yeah, year before yeah, you guys. Yeah. Well, anyway, in that game, of course, uh, Carroll scores 56 or oh, something. Yeah. 52. 52. Got 52. And, uh, and, of course, everything he shot was a Swiss. Yes. You know, it was at the armory. And the, the net would, would you know how the net would spin? Yeah. And it would get caught up on the on the rim. Well, of course, he shoots, swish, swish. When, he, when the net would get caught, Lavoie would get up and reach up and – Probably. And fix the net, and then as the teams were running back down the floor. <laughs> so, i tell you what else happened. You're talking about the AIT that was uh-huh. held at the Armory. Yeah. If you remember the night where you would, the, the, the night. Um, the Globetrotters, uh, the right? Globetrotters. Yeah, it was just regular season. And all the Globetrotters go, uh, stayed and watched some of that game. They were going to go home, but they stayed there and watched him play. Every time he'd make a basket, he was they would clap and they were going, they'd give him high fives and everything. I don't even know if they was in business at that time, high fives. Well, they were, uh, they, they actually went and and talked to him after the game. Oh, they yeah. said they wanted to talk to the Golden Arms. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, all they clapping for him, yelling, I mean, it was unreal. That's fine. I was there. You were at that game. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you another thing that they say happened that game, and uh, 
and uh, I think it was Larry Castle that told me this. So, Larry, I'm sure you're listening because I know you're a regular listener. But that uh, Rupp came to that game to look at George Carroll and Bobby Shepard. Bobby Shepard played for Car Creek. Okay. And, and he came and uh, with Harry Lancaster. Well, they got to the game late. But the place was packed because, of course, the Globetrotters were, were going to be, you know, playing too. And there was, like, no room. And they had to bring them to midcourt and say, could you squeeze in a little bit so we could we could get Coach Rupp and, and Coach Lancaster a, a seat so they can watch these boys play? <laughs> but Bobby Shepard was from Kingdom Come, Kentucky. Yeah. Okay. A, a shepherd from Kingdom Come. How about that? All right, and that's who they took. And, and they ended up taking, yeah, Rupp ended up uh, taking Shepard. And I think I think George went in up at Pikeville, right? Yeah. Pikeville College and, and did well down there. Well, let me tell you a little thing about Herbie and Coach. Um, when we were sophomores and we were uh, on a Christmas trip, uh, Bob Lavoie took us down to Western Kentucky. We were going to play Bowling Green, and I think the other school was Caverna or something like that. Yeah. But anyway, Herbie... Larry Castle and I, as sophomores, were with them. So down we go, and we're staying in the motel. And uh, we had played one game. This was the next night. We were staying about three days, I think, trouble. But on the second night, Herbie and I roomed together. Larry, I don't know where Larry did or not, but Herbie and I roomed together. In comes the varsity basketball players. Humphreys, all the guys. Donnie Wellman, Robert Wright, all of them. Well, they decided that to uh, initiate us, they're gonna throw us in the swimming pool, which had about three foot of water, drained, but only three foot. Herb says, no, you're not. <laughs> Herb says, you're not throwing me in. Well, Donnie Wellman and Robert Wright start after Herbie, and Herbie gets up on the back of the bed, and of course he's fending them off, but we're raising a racket. To be honest, we are raising a racket. Well, yeah. in, in walks Coach LaVoy, and he is upset. All the varsity players are there. Herbie and I are up on the bed. Larry's sitting down there looking like this. And finally, he says, you, you, and you, you're off the team. And he kicked us off. He kicked Herbie, Larry, and I off the team. <laughs> we were inciting the problem. Now, we were off that team until we got back into the uh, city limits of Ashland. And the only way I think we got back on was Bob Wright went up to Coach LaVoy on the bus and said, hey, they weren't responsible. We were going to throw them in the pool. And he finally put us back on. But he was the one that was really putting the, oh, you're not either, old buddy. And Donnie Wellman and him were having a real good fiasco. <laughs> That's a great story. But that was Herbie. That's a great story. Kicked us off the team. I, I mean, I'm just thinking about you guys. Um, pretty much a 70-year friendship. Yes, sir. You know, yeah. and, uh, you know, you don't, you don't have friends you're 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 lucky you're fortunate you know that you have each other and and you both uh, are sharp with your memories and oh, and, yes. and uh, the the things that happen we uh, could probably tell you a lot more than that but we're not yeah <laughs> well, this, this is a this is a family uh, show here so be careful I, I would like to say one thing about you've heard an awful lot about the toughness of Herb Conley about aggressive he was right. how tough he was well, let me tell you one little story, please, because this shows exactly yeah, what please. I'm talking about. As a junior, we were playing, and we had played over at, Fair, over at our stadium, I'm sorry, and it rained that evening. And Herb came back to the dressing room, we, and we were down at the gym dressing and taking the showers and everything, and he had a terrible, terrible burn on his hip from the lime 
the lime and the water had mixed it, and he had a t- I mean, it was wow. second degree burn. Yeah, it was rotten looking, really was. And yet he didn't want to stop playing. He didn't want to stop playing the next week. I don't remember if he played or not. We played the next week. Played Portsmouth, and I played the first half. And first half. Started but it was the line. worst burn I had ever seen as an individual. Really, he just fix it up. I'm going to play. So he was. Mentally and physically, a tough young man. Well, he he carried that over to to coaching, and yes. he didn't he he didn't want his players to be to be weak or <laughs> if they were hurt. We'll, we'll we'll fix it. Just we'll tape it. We'll get you out there. You can play again. Yeah, tape will do a lot. And yeah, I know you did. <laughs> and uh, and those guys would do it too. Yes. you know because he was the example for him. I think you know as and like you said, he even lived that. So it wasn't uh, like he he, he, was, uh, he lived that history and he brought it forth to those kids he coached. And I'm sure they learned a lot from him, an awful lot from him. Yeah, well, they they still swear by him. I can tell you that. Super. And uh, anybody that 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 played for him or was around him, you know, has has much respect. Yes, uh, sir. Same for you too, Dick. I, I'm I'm glad I've got to know you over the years. Um, as a, a great Tomcat, who I, I read about uh, a lot and uh, studied yes, these teams and and. Uh, couldn't just picture, uh, you know, I can picture that Ironton run in my head, especially, you know, going down that sideline and uh, and that Ironton coach just looking at him like, I can't believe he's going down With here. With that clipboard on With the that, side. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, it is a big crowd, too. Oh, it yeah. might be one of the biggest crowds Ironton had. Yeah. I mean, the stadium's bigger now. Yeah. But uh, it was a big, back in those days, it was a, it was a big standing room. So, so that moment at Ironton, was that better for you than those, those moments when you, you that, that 74 team beat them over there, or that 70 team beat them over there. Those were two great coaching well, moments for him. Well, I'm sure. <laughs> that, that, you know, it's just different, different, I guess. Yeah, it's different. It's different it's being a, a different coach and then being a player. Yeah. Of course, you still want to win. Right. That's a big thing. Three memorable games at Ironton for you, though. Yeah. You know, with you that. know I go back like Dickie. See, Dickie and I grew up together. Right. And we played everything in high school together, but we played – Everything together out in the playground. Oh, yes, and uh, so we had a good uh, friend relationship, and it's always an honor to be on, on the same team with him. Yeah, I, I would think you'd want to be on on a team. I'm sure he was always fast, wasn't he? Yeah, he could always outrun me. Yeah, backwards. Sound <laughs> <laughs> uh, like he could outrun a lot of people. Uh, I, I just look back there. You're, of course, you all had lost Ironton both your sophomore and junior years. Correct. So it was nice to. To, to get the Tigers uh, as seniors for sure, and especially in a in a year when you when you had an undefeated season uh, that has not been repeated. I, you know, I think like I say, y'all go go back to nineteen forty two. So otherwise, it would have been you know what fifty eight seventy eight years you Correct. know between undefeated seasons. Uh, I feel very blessed by having played with those guys, yeah. the coaches we had, and the record we had. Very blessed by it. Yeah. Now you went on to play baseball. In yes. college, right? Baseball and football in college. Oh, and football too. Yes, at Marshall. Okay. I played both of them. Uh-huh. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, so you played at Marshall in the early '60s. There. I played. Uh, Who did you play for? I played for. His name was Coach Brown, and uh, Coach Brown was Alvis Brown was the baseball coach. Coach Charlie Snyder. Oh yeah. Was the, the Catholic coach. Charlie. Charlie, Charlie Snyder. Snyder was the coach. He yeah. created me that could play. Okay. He was the football coach. Matter of fact, I almost played with you. You did. I tried to get him. Really at Marshall when I was there, and we had him. We even brought him up. Coach Snyder wanted him very, very badly, really badly. 
I don't know the, all the situations that occurred. He didn't get it, but I brought him up to uh, Marshall. That's my grades. That I, I, I couldn't transfer a lot of it. Okay. Uh, from, from UK? From UK. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you, you were UK one year? Well, I was there by, uh, for first semester. And then uh, uh, little incidents, and uh, <laughs> I was home, and then I, they, I went back, another mishap. <laughs> and so I, uh, I came home, and then I, I'll tell you a little story. Mark, I was, uh, you know, I didn't have nothing at, uh, after my second little mishap at Kentucky, so I'd come home, start lifting weights and working out. And I, uh, Bo McMillan, Ernie Chatton, Bo said, her. You want to go to college and play someplace? I said, Yeah, I do. He said, You're down here lifting weights all the time. You ought to go. Hmm. He said, I can get you in in Western. He said, I'll call today and let you know. He called down his ship. They'll give you a scholarship. You come down tomorrow. To Western. To Western. I said, Okay. So I told mom and dad, going to Western to sign a scholarship. So I get in the car, my car, and drive down to Eastern and pick Joey up. Well, I go down and pick Joey up, and there's a uh, restaurant down there. I forget the name of it. It's a. Uh, I don't know, but we must go over there and stop to eat. Glenn Presnell's the head coach at Eastern, and he's sitting in there, and he said, Hey, Herb, what are you doing down this part of the country? I said, I'm going to Western to sign a scholarship. He said, uh, Let me tell you something. Well, I'll drive all the way down there, and I'll give you one right now. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. He said, I said, Look, you go. Want me now? He said, Yep. He says, We'll go and sign it right now. So I said, Let's go. <laughs> I went over and signed a scholarship. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's goodness. how I ended up at Eastern. So that's how that happened. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I said, it'll save me a long trip, you know, riding on. Yeah, shorter trip to Richmond than yeah. Bowling Green. Joy said, what about me? I was expecting a good trip down to Western. <laughs> you know, Herbie and I almost coached together, almost came back together again one year. He was coaching for Jake Hallam. Yeah. In 1968, I think it was, 68, 69, 68, I think. I was coaching in New Lexington, Ohio, and he'd come home for the summer. And uh, when I was home for the summer, Bob Sang, who he had just spoken of, had just become a coach at Huntington East. Mm. And before I had seen these guys, he had asked me if I would I like to coach at Huntington East, football, basketball, baseball. Sure. So I sent my letter in to the school at New Lex. I wouldn't be back and everything. Well, anyway, I was working on a, pro, a program for the Cabell County Board of Education in a, in a schoolyard. And one day I'm in there, and I look up, and here comes Herbie and Jake. I didn't know Jake very well, but of course, Herbie ran off the bat, and they come to see me, and we're talking, and I said, what are you guys doing up here? Well, they had called Mother, my mom, got where I was, and they found where I was on this playground. And Herb and Jake came to the playground and asked me would I come to Ashland as an assistant coach with Herb at that time, and Jake was the head coach, of course. And I said, guys, I've just signed with Huntington East High School, Bob Sang and all these guys. I don't feel that's right for me to do that. Well, he was going to put me, I can't remember, offensive or defensive, maybe defensive backfield coach or something. But I turned it down because I had already accepted the one at Huntington East High School. But that's how close her wow. and I came to being together at yeah. Ashland. So that, must have, that was probably 66, maybe, because that's yeah. when Jake 66, came. 66, 67, yeah. it was with Jake. Yeah. Yeah. And in 67, of course, he coached that year, too. He coached, Jake was there, too, and then okay. Herb yeah. took it over in 68. Jake, Jake, his last year was 67, and he didn't, wasn't there a whole year after football season. Right. He had offered to come out to be assistant coach at Moorhead. Okay. And then I, they asked me, was I going, he, he told them they ought to hire me. Yes, sir. For the head coach. But then Jake, 
Uh, I believe Jake. You know, he and then he became the head coach. The head coach. And what was the head coach out there? What did he? Um, at Moorhead. Yeah, he was. Uh, uh, quit for some reason. Yeah, he quit. He yeah. quit in the spring. Yeah, he quit in the spring. So, and Jake was already down there, the, and was he was became the head coach. He was the head coach. Oh, he was. Okay. Yeah, he, he tried to get Herb to come down there. Yeah, and I he, do. Yeah. Herbie Jelman. And then he told me come down there with him. I said, Coach, I like to see what I can do here at Ashland. I really okay. Well, that's how close he and I almost came to well, that's, that's, together. That's yeah. so good. Well, of course, we set a record because you guys are nothing but all about records. We're, we have our longest uh, podcast. Uh, I, an hour and 20 minutes and it was great i tell you what i i know people are going to enjoy it i hope they they stick around for the whole show because uh these stories are just uh these stories are just too good uh i truly appreciate your all's time and uh herb we've had a great time doing this for the last 10 weeks i guess or or so that we've been able to do this and uh, relive a lot of memories haven't we yes sir yes sir when you do um uh Oh, who are you doing next week? Or next, um, uh, Howard probably. Oh, when you go through doing his, is he coming or are you just doing? It over no, the I'm going to do it over the phone. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, I, I know. I, if if he'd come in, I, I would certainly do it with him. Him there, but anyway, thanks for uh, thanks for sharing with us, and uh, we hope you've enjoyed this uh, Tomcat Tales podcast, and hope you join us again next time. Thank you. Thank you so much, sir.